When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Shan. That's Chris. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And I'm just like this because today we are heading to Pop 101 class to talk about and learn about the kings of K-pop, Big Bang. Big, big, big. If you're wondering who we are, Shan and I are huge Big Bang fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we also have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage to working at record labels. So we have a lot of insight into the crazy music industry. And we are very excited because we are also on Patreon. You can join the crew at patreon.com slash cctvpops. Shout out to our crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. You guys are great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but anyway, we are huge second gen K-pop fans, if you didn't know that already. And so, Shan, do you like Big mm. Bang? Yes, I do. Um, I found them by way of uh, Boa mm. and then Young. So I got into Boa. That's how I got into K-pop. Um, and then I found Young. I was like, ooh. What is this? What is this man with the spiky hair? He has no shirt on. I like this. So um, he's also wearing a uh, a fitted cap from back in the day. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. what's this about? He had no shirt on, like I said. So I listened to it. It was Guido's prayer. And I thought, oh, my God, he's dancing in Tim's. He's dancing through the four seasons. The song is good. And that was in 2010, right? So I'd gotten to K-pop a little bit earlier. But then I didn't really pay that much attention to it. And then, bam, here I am. So he led me to Big Bang. I did like a, I had to like retroactively listen to all of their stuff. I watched Top's drama. Um, I watched their, their, some of their clips from uh, the reality show when you could get part one, part three, and part six out of ten on YouTube at the time, which is you know amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, 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 I've never seen them in person. It really stinks. Um, and I actually got into them when I was too poor to buy anything. So I don't really have any of their albums, but I definitely have a lot of stuff downloaded. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Love you, though. Um, but yeah, Taeyong was my first bias. I will always love that man, even if he is married. I love him, um, my sister wife, and our, um, our, our our son, daughter thing that they might have. I don't know what the child they have. But anyway, <laughs> what about you? How'd you get into them? Oh, man. <laughs> yes. So I do credit Shiny for being my first obsession with k-pop but big bang is right up there with them actually um i was obsessed with both especially kind of in 2011 um Mm -hmm. and it was kind of during their break so it gave me a great opportunity to catch up um so i watched all their concerts tried to figure out the whole korean versus japanese versus english situation because that was very confusing um having never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even wrote a paper about them for my music industry class, which I mentioned in our Still Life episode. So yeah, I've been a huge fan. I've seen them live. Lucky. I've done cover videos. Um, <laughs> you know, like I am definitely a stan. I am a VIP mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. 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 <laughs> so we have created playlists for you to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. If you want to listen to the full tracks and or watch the music videos, links are in the description. So, 
Let's do this. Class is in session. Big Bang was the first idol group formed by YG Entertainment, whose previous roster included hip-hop groups such as Gino Sean and One Time, and also soloists Gummy and Seven. Big Bang was made up of GD, G-Dragon, and Young, who were childhood friends and fellow trainees. T.O.P., Top, formerly known in the underground rap scene as Tempo, Taesung, and Sungri, two trainees who auditioned for the group and there was a sixth member Hyungsung who was shown on the group's pre-debut pre documentary but he was actually cut before the group actually debuted which is crazy because I remember watching him and thinking oh my god he's in Beast who if you guys want us to talk about uh, we will definitely oh we love will too yes. right so but also if you would like to know whatever happened to him and you know his future uh, be sure to check out our pop history episode of When Members Leave. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> he did not belong in Big Bang. That was no. definitely the right creative move because that would yeah. not have worked out, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, once <laughs> we got the final lineup of these awesome five members, mm -hmm. the group was premiered and debuted during the 10th YG Family Concert on August 19th, 2006. So the group released its first single with the title track We Belong Together featuring Park Bomb, who would eventually debut in the girl group 21. single was called Big Bang and was released in <laughs> August 2006. And the single gained attention in South Korea and lingered in the charts for quite a while, which is a trend mm. that would continue for the rest of their releases. So they got attention right away. So what do you think yeah. of the first single? Oh my goodness. Looking back on all of this, I just think, wow, scream tour, scream tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like Okay, I don't want to discredit anyone at all, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of acts that are very much black famous, um, you know, like B2K, Sammy, yes. Lil, uh, Lil Bow Wow, the rest of them. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how much influence they've had to a lot of people in the East and all over the world. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at their video for We Belong Together, even though it was really hard to even tell who was who and what member was what, except GD and Top, um, it was interesting because they were in the attic dance studio. There was car shots. Like, it just really felt like Chris Brown's Say Goodbye music video. All the really cool videos, like, you know, that, that came out at the time around hip-hop and R&B. Um, and I love that Park Bomb actually made an appearance, even though you didn't know it was her singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they, she didn't, like, stand there, like, in sunglasses and, you know, the, the cheesy featurette kind of thing. Um, so I think it's cute and i will say that gd kind of played her in that video he kind of was like oh sorry says ball is life and then went to go play basketball with his homies <laughs> on the same court that i think shiny actually did replay on Ooh, that oh. same boardwalk court love that yeah. and um <laughs> i have to say <laughs> that r&b 2000 sound was definitely there and the fact that at the end they had an outro that was crumping oh my god Lord. <laughs> dave scott a lot of young people don't know who Dave Scott is, but he is iconic, okay? He is so impactful. I mean, think Step Up, if you really want, like, a reference. Think uh, You Got Served, that choreography. <laughs> 
Oh man. I mean, I'm still not over the styling. Honestly. No. No. The dreads, the baggy clothes. Oh man. Yeah, and like man. especially it's so funny because I feel like mm-hmm. Dae Sung and Sung Ri have never really been the swaggy type of no. guys. So it's just no. funny seeing them forced into this. Um <laughs> they're trying their best though. They really are, but it's just funny. Yeah. Um but I think the song itself is good. Um yeah. it's quite understated, I think, for mm-hmm. a kind of debut track. Um, but it's got a nice melody and Park Bomb sounds good. Um, but it's just funny because the production, it just sounds so cheap and it does sound like a bad karaoke track for like an early 2000s R&B American song. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I will say I, for me, the true star of this single is A Fool of Tears. Awesome R&B ballad oh with them yes. singing in the rain a la, you know, like, quit playing games, Backstreet Boys. Yes. <laughs> like, the most stereotypical boy band stuff. And yes. it's so funny because they're doing it, like, 10 years later, you know? Oh, my God. You're so right. But you know yeah. what? The thing is, is, like, if you look at that video, even think about the production for that song, you're right. It is a lot better. But it also sounded like Omarion's O, which was released, I think, a couple years prior. Yes. So when I listened to it, I was like, wow. So the guys are really studying up on their influences. I mean, I remember seeing, like, covers of them doing, like, Usher songs, like, B-cuts from Usher songs mm. and Neo songs. Like, when they had the, when Taeyong had his eyebrow piercing, like, they were really, oh, boy. But again... The vocal line did come through on a full oh. only, a full yes. only tears, yeah, yes. right. Mm-hmm. That was their single, right? If you think about it, it was almost kind of subuni in the beginning, subunity. In yeah, the yeah, no, it's kind of oh. awesome because even from the very beginning, we were getting solo tracks, we were getting yeah. unit tracks. Like, yeah. really, it was like I'm a member of Big Bang, and even my solo track represents the group, which I, I kind yes. of love that. But of course, Big Bang had to quickly follow up with their single. Big Bang is VIP in September 2006 with the title track La La La. I wanted to sing it so badly. <laughs> it's a track that all the members took part in writing, and a third single followed in November 2006 called Big Bang 3, with double title tracks, Forever With You, again featuring Park Bomb. And Goodbye Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They honestly, all these songs are pretty strong overall for mm-hmm. for a debut. Their sound has definitely changed a lot since then. Um, yeah. So I, it would be interesting to hear them talk about this era because clearly they did write some of it. But how much? Yeah. It's interesting. I'm curious what the dynamic actually was with that. True. Um, true. But yeah, I think La 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 for me feels like the true debut. Yeah. You know. But yeah, it's giving me Cisco. It's giving me five. Five? What song? They could do, they would do something like this. Because they had some rappers in there. Oh like, imagine God. like abs and, and I forget the other guy's name, like rapping. Yes. And then the rest of them, la la la. Yeah. Because they had this kind of yes. like, you know, I mean, they aren't 
like non-black people trying right to but do like the, you know this. like the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly um plus there is a oh whole school desk situation that yes. starts and ends the video that makes me think of baby one more time of course mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah it's just interesting to see these influences again like so much later on though yeah when it's already it's like music in the west had evolved at that point and then like right yeah the k-pop hadn't yeah. caught up fully yet so it's you interesting know- I wrote something about that. I was thinking, like, that's what made them so cool. I mean, if you think about even with their their founder, YG Entertainment's founder, um, he was with Soteji, and he was one of the boys. And so a lot of the music that a lot of Koreans were hearing, they were getting from tapes and stuff like that from the West. So out here, there wasn't YouTube. DSPs weren't really a thing. So whatever tapes or whatever they had, like whatever Teddy was working with and whatever producer they had, they were just like, okay, we could make this a thing. And I think that's what gave them their novelty. They were introducing the public to a sound that wasn't just like underground rappers. Like with one time, it was a bunch of rappers with Danny singing, mm-hmm. you know, and Jinu san two rappers. So they've never had an idol group dancing and whatnot. And I mean, again, like you said with La La La, that video is so B2K. Oh, yes. And you know what? I've always likened YG to Bad Boy Entertainment just for the sake of like what they do with their groups. Like they'll have smash hits but then you like where 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 do they go right mm-hmm. and also they're very hip-hop oriented mm-hmm. um but yeah uh b2k i mean if you look at Young's hair he was meant to be the omarion one with the bandana on his head <laughs> um and also back to what you're saying about them writing i mean you have an underground rapper like top who is underground rapping is around freestyling and at least coming with bars if you want to prepare them <laughs> pretend that you're freestyling at least so mm-hmm. you could definitely hear that he wasn't copying anything or that someone else was <laughs> writing it and he was phoning it in same thing with gd with him producing um but yeah i think i think because they were introducing like this quote-unquote black music although it is black music but yeah. quote-unquote as they, people call it totally black yeah. music to the korean public it became it came across as a novelty it did come with some criticism i will say that it definitely did come with criticism mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean think about it like a lot of people representation matters if you have someone who speaks your language presenting something that you like that would otherwise be like oh why are you listening to that don't listen to that kind of music but being introduced in a more palatable form i think that definitely helped them mm-hmm. become a lot bigger when they first started out and they were making that fun teen r&b that everyone loved back in the day so no complaints honestly no complaints except yes. the jigabooness. yeah <laughs> Yeah, so with the group quickly establishing a very loyal fan base within just these few months, they were already able to hold their first concert in December 2006 at the Olympic Gymnastics Arena for 12,000 fans. And shortly after, they released the first album, which is a compilation of their previous singles, along with a couple more tracks. And this was called Big Bang Volume 1. And the lead single from this hip-hop-inspired era was Dirty Cash. And the album debuted at number three, and the sales were through the roof. So what do you think of Dirty Cash? Dirty Cash is so funny. I think it's so cute. <laughs> um, because it's kind of very, it's boom bappy a little bit, but it's also really cute, like Dirty Cash. It's like, what is this? Um, but yeah, it, it was it was nice to kind of see them in that kind of, 
in that light because they weren't doing the the body shaking of la 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 yeah. la. It was know, more silly. Being... It was more silly. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Which is fun. It's so interesting because they didn't really dance that much really in the video except to just be funny and have like a b-boy battle with each other because Top wasn't a dancer and he wasn't like really sexy. So I remember when he when he used to lift his shirt, he used to be so uncomfortable because he's like, I'm still trying to lose weight. He was he was chunky at the time um, and he wasn't a good dancer. So he, they always put him in the back except for that shake because it was like he, he, could, he could do the shake, you know. So around that time, it was really cute to see. And um, like I said, about one time being that rap group with Danny singing, they were an idol singing group and they weren't they weren't modeled like the visual K that we had seen with uh, TVXQ and SM. So it was really cool mm-hmm. that they were hip hop in it. You know, and being fun too, and not being so like we're gangsta, like too much. Like the outfits were like we're gangsta, but they weren't behaving like thugs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So again, that's why I appreciate what they did because it wasn't like we out here, bap bap. You know, like a you know, like a lot of young kids are doing nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I I often forget about Dirty Cash. To be honest, mm. um, I don't think it particularly stands out as a song. Yeah. But seeing it in the progression of the releases and stuff, it, it makes sense. And I think it's in a good spot for sure. Um, and it has grown on me, I think, even just in this past week, listening to it again. <laughs> yes, it's really fun. Oh, also, I want to know, I'm not sure if it came, when exactly it came, maybe for the their concert. But I remember that they were like the first ever light stick. Yes. Right? We had glow sticks. We had the balloons with like HOT and jet skis or whatever, but we had never had a light stick that was branded and you knew a first, a first glance, official color, official symbol, and VIPs had a crown. I mean, what, what better thing is that? And it's honestly, I haven't seen a yellow light stick except like, you know, with Block B being yellow, but like that was the first of its kind. It was just like, how can you ever forget it? I mean, they're always setting trends and like, that's what happens with them. I mean, I think even with their projects, they introduced a format that is now commonplace in Korea's music industry, a mini album. Though the Vebers, as we mentioned, had contributed to the writing on the first album, 2007 would see the group take on even more creative control and expand their sound, experimenting with more EDM and pop sounds. The first EP, Always, was released in August 2007, and the lead single was the iconic Kojimar Live. Which went on to win Song of the Year at the Mama Awards, and it was named the Song of the Decade by Mnet's M Countdown. This number one hit helped establish GD as the producer idol that we all now are like, it's a coveted title now in K-pop. Mm-hmm. And it's still one of the top selling K-pop songs of all time. During this time, though, some netizens accused GD of plagiarizing Japanese DJs, free tempos, and their track Sky High. YG actually released that, re- reached out to the artist and free tempo has refuted refuted the claims but i have to say i listened to the track it does sound rather similar so if it's a case of parallel development or like hey you know i was inspired so be it that iconic piano riff is present um, no matter what anyone says i hear it i hear it but it's not the same notes yeah no it's not yeah no, so not. Uh, this goes yeah. into the whole i think we've talked about this in another episode where it's we did tense Dong tiger video which you guys should all check out yeah yeah, it's very, it's a vague, it's very vague. It's a gray line. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But you know what? That doesn't take away from how awesome this song is. Exactly. <laughs> because, yeah. I think the first time I ever saw this video and heard this song was at karaoke, actually. So the first time I heard it was not Big Bang singing it. It was my friend Joanne singing it. <laughs> um, but I very quickly caught on to the English parts, and I was hooked already. I thought it was so fun. Just insanely catchy. Um, mm. And the piano riff that's like sounds very sentimental and, and sad mixed with this like driving dance beat that's like very it's just a, t- a lot of energy you know um so it's it's yeah it's a cool cool track i still love it it just makes me happy when i hear that opening piano mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah the video is very dramatic and the song is very dramatic too i think this is one of those songs that when people were making type beats on youtube like hey you want that k-pop sound this is what they were doing but this is one of those videos where you think wow videos aren't made like this anymore um it's very uh how you say it's well thought out for sure the treatment for the video was Mm. well thought out and it seemed that they had stopped approaching videos with the whole hype williams little x you know uh you know that whole 2000s r&b image which is again good for them as well because when you start making new sounds you want to introduce new visuals as well this video looks like a k-drama uh i mean even um, <laughs> even uh the the way it's set up it's, it's it's quite strange this woman has uh has broken up with gd or something's going on you know something's going on because he's he's running away from cops i guess and then he calls her and they have a conversation we don't know what's happening but then the woman's walking somewhere we don't know where she's going and the members are following her around singing almost as like omniscient uh narrators it was very the video is a combination of dramatic and funny because they're following her on the street following her on rollerblades in a garage and then you have top singing no day as he's in the freaking shopping cart like mm-hmm. the, the video was very strange because the, the members seem very funny but the video is so dramatic um because and the song um, is dramatic <laughs> yeah exactly everything about it is very dramatic but the the the, the group was <laughs> not yeah like, you know, but I do enjoy the video. Um, and yeah, there's death. There's there's a there's a crime scene. Just go watch the video. It's awesome. And also, Top's little finger twirl during his rap section became <laughs> absolutely iconic. Yes. Jeez. I mean, oh about. yeah, at the concert, everyone's hands were out for that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a shout out to the next single from this EP, Always, because that mm-hmm. is one of my absolute favorite Big Bang songs as well. So with G-Dragon now finding so much success as the main composer for the group, he did end up writing and composing every track on the next EP, Hot Issue, released in November 2007 as well. And this had the title track, Last Farewell, which was another chart-topping and award-winning song. So what do you think? Boy. A last farewell. Yeah. So <laughs> the song is <laughs> the production. Um, a as lot. The, the, the title is uh, interesting because it sounds like it might be a sad song, but it's not. <laughs> Joke's on you, y'all, because there's a catchy hook. I don't want to be without you, girl. And then the beats that add to the bang, bang. Yes. You know, we love that. I mean, they become they became 
club boys and drop the whole jigaboo look. So I was here for it. Um, and I remember during this time that Taeyang uh, was interviewing, I think a lot of them were, they were all interviewing, but they kept asking Taeyang, what happened to your hair? What happened to your hair? Where are the braids? Where are the braids? Where are the braids? Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I had it for years, even pre-debut. Like I, my scalp needed a break. He literally had shaved his head uh, to a crew cut. And I was like, good for you because it had to go um and also i noticed like because the songs have shifted from r&b to edm daesung became the go-to for their soulful bridges like if you wanted an emotional breakdown daesung was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the boy can sing his little booty off and um i remember <laughs> members saying like uh i think it was gd maybe he had said oh my first impression of daesung i was like oh no it was Tae it was Young. he said <laughs> He's not really good looking. He must sing really well. Damn. <laughs> that was really effed up. That was really effed up. But it's but 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 Daesung's not ugly. He's just all of his good stuff went to his voice. And it's definitely present. Um, but yes, what do you what do you think about this song? I mean, like Euro pop, that's like right up your alley. You are a Euro pop. I mean, this is like expert. a little <laughs> it's a lot. Um oh, okay. it's like it's more Euro dance, honestly. It's, oh, you're right. Doesn't it feel like something that should be like dance dance revolution a little bit? Um, <laughs> but I will say I think it's cool because the way it's written and executed melodically mm -hmm. and structurally and just vocal production wise there's still a coolness to it it doesn't yeah. sound like a cheesy Euro dance song uh, yeah, because of the yeah. way they, they wrote on top of it so it's it's a cool track I do love it um, yes. it's not aged very well oh. but I do still love it <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it's one of those like K-pop uh, like track like k-pop norebang track list like you put it up there but you won't be out here like oh this song is this is amazing this is their this is their opus <laughs> yeah. um and i also remember during this time uh the kayo daejun performance of that year they performed with wonder girls who at the time were huge y'all okay they had tell me nobody and they had irony as well um and Whew, that collaboration made all of the sense in the world. I mean, like, what? We had YG and JYP, and together we had Wonder Bang. Terrible name, but awesome <laughs> collaboration. Be sure to definitely check that out because there is an HD upload somewhere here on YouTube. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So with the group quickly becoming the biggest sensation in K-pop, with the Wonder Girls <laughs> also, the yeah. group was thrown into a whirlwind schedule that caused many of the members to be hospitalized due to exhaustion. Um, however, the awards kept flooding in at the end of the year, and the group even won Artist of the Year at the 17th Seoul Music Awards. So with concerts selling out in Korea within minutes, Japan was the next big market for the group to conquer. And... Um, it's a very extensive discography in Japan alone, so we will not be discussing those releases in this episode. Stay tuned mm -hmm. for part two. If you want it, we'll do it. Yes. I love Japanese singles. <laughs> I do too. Oh my gosh, some of my favorites. Um, anyway, the group members also have their own solo careers as well, which we also will not get into because it's just it's just too much. Um, mm -hmm. It would be a, like a five-hour podcast. Um, so again, <laughs> just let us know if you want it. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the group. Uh, their first Korean release in 2008 was the EP Stand Up and the lead single Haru Haru. <laughs> mm. With millions of downloads in just South Korea alone. 
this song, which translates to "Day by Day" in English, is again one of the most successful K-pop singles of all time, and this is very well deserved. What a time! What a time! The tandem rapping of GD and Top, the delivery of the chorus, which was interesting because the melody didn't go in a direction that I was expecting. And then you get to the bridge, which split up with all three members and not just one main vocal, which is something that's very common now. And I understand you want to have that awesome moment. But if you have vocalists on your team, you, you break that thing up the way they did. They had Daesung pass it off to Seungri, who passed it off to Young, and it sounded gorgeous. Um, it was ended in a falsetto at that. Um, and honestly, as young as I was, I didn't know what the heck they were saying. No one did out here. We, didn't, we had subtitles, okay? Even if I didn't know what they were saying, though, the way the song was written and arranged and attacked, for lack of a better word, definitely, definitely understandable. Um, good song. It's a damn good song. I wish yes. I wrote it. <laughs> Top tier pop music here. Um, I honestly think it should be up there with some of the best boy band songs of all time. Um, Agreed. Not just K-pop, like ever. I think it's such, such a good track. Um, it's passionate. It's melodic. Um, even just the beginning, the back and forth, back and forth between GD and, and Top already, it's like, oh man, what a strong verse, you know, like just that alone is already amazing. And then you get to this like heartbreaking chorus. I mean, like you, I had no idea what they were saying, but the way they're emoting and the delivery from all five of them, you know, you could tell it's a heartbreaking song. Um, and then add the very cinematic music video on top of that, which is beautifully done it is a literal like little short movie yeah yeah so yeah take notes everyone this is a top top pop song he said take notes (laughs) Mm. there will be a pop quiz later right (laughs) um yeah you know what the the video is is quite dramatic and it has all the 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 makings of a good film you know and also a star secretary kim for drama fans out there park min young is the lead actress in this video she's the helen of troy i will not say any more because this video deserves to be watched Mm. and not explained by me with incredible demand for the group they kept the momentum going with the release of their second full korean album remember released in november 2008 and the lead single was sunset glow a cover of the artist lee moon say Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. This is another one I rarely remember. Um, I think it's a good concert encore song, I guess. Um, that's really it for me. Uh, this, Yeah, this one doesn't stand out for me. Mm. You know what? I like the song. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, uh, I was really into them at the time because I was I had tunnel vision. That and there wasn't like, you know, 85 groups getting debuted every year. So it was easier to kind of listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I guess because YouTube was still, it was growing. It wasn't as small as it was. Yeah. But we didn't have much access to a lot of other things. I remember this video with their bus ride to the West. It didn't go anywhere, but it was cute. <laughs> um, um, I wonder why they did it, though. I, I feel like they didn't need the exposure to older fans like they didn't need it so i'm always curious about this song like why would you do a cover i mean maybe they just liked it it's not a bad song it's sweet but i was just like "Ah, 
Yeah, I do wonder what the reasoning was. I think they did right. eventually perform it with Lee Moon Say, but I think that yeah. probably came after the fact. So yeah, yeah. I, you might be right. They might just be trying to expand their audience a little bit. It's uh, a choice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the B sides weren't. I have to be real with this album. The B sides weren't spectacular. Um, but I have to, even though. Uh, you know, I, I was at the time, I wasn't a huge Sung Ri fan at the time because I was like, oh, he's a younger member. He didn't really have that many lines. He wasn't as cute to me, mm. to, you know, as the other. He was like the panda eyed one. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, his track, very future sex love sounds of him for Strong Baby, did the damn thing for me. Just gotta say, I will say that. And I think that definitely helped them for sure. Mm. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, because even that solo track, I think it was, which did end up actually getting released as a single, uh, but the album actually sold really well, uh, over 200,000 copies in Korea alone. And the group won their, won their second artist of the year award at that year's Mama Awards as well. Um, but yes, I agree. You can tell they just needed to flesh out the album. There's like a Haru Haru acoustic version on there. There's a nice remix. Like they just needed stuff to put on it. You know, it's tough. I think their schedule is so crazy. Like when are they going to have time to be creative and, and, you know, write a good album? I think they were probably just like, we have this deadline just put stuff yeah. together you know yeah i put uh, that in my notes yeah. yeah i think they were dealing with the usual suspect they were working with kush g dragon like the well was pretty limited if if, if someone's busy mm -hmm. can't really draw much inspiration and whatnot from him right exactly yeah. which is why it then makes sense that since they had so much non-stop work for these few years the group decided to take a hiatus from releasing new music in korea so that the members could pursue solo activities Though they would reunite for various endorsements and concerts and also continue with releasing music in Japan. So mm -hmm. that's interesting because I, I don't know too much about their Japanese stuff, but I guess they don't have as much creative control on that. Do we know? Uh, you know, it was weird because all of it was in English and I was like, yeah. mm, where the Japanese at? I don't remember there being a, quite a lot of Japanese except in the choruses. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll talk about it if, if you guys want yeah. us to. So, yeah. But finally... After almost two years, Big Bang returned to Korea for a huge concert and previewed songs from their upcoming EP, Tonight, due for release in February 2011, and they broke the pre-sales record at that time. And then the lead single, Tonight, was released, which was written by members G-Dragon and Top, and it went straight to number one, and all the B-side tracks on the project also peaked in the top ten, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, man. What a good song. You know, honestly, um, because I had been listening to a lot of Japanese versions of their songs, like not even versions, Japanese singles from them, I accidentally stumbled across the Japanese version of this song. So I only know the English rap parts delivered from GD and Top. Oh. So I knew what the song was about. Like I was like, oh, it's a club song, but it was like a breakup club song. I was like, yes, mm, yeah. Uh, the, what happened was at the time, groups like Brave Girls, Sistar, Troublemaker, and even Rania were debuting. So I was like, my eyes were shifting elsewhere. Mm. Um, I was definitely super distracted at the time. But yeah, this song is good in Korean, Japanese, slash half English. I'm here for it. It's a cool song. It's a cool video. Um, and I love that at this point, you're starting to really see like 
This is their sound. Their their sound is quote unquote no sound. They're gonna give you sonic genre blends no matter what. There's mm-hmm. acoustic guitar, there's hip hop, there's EDM. It's a blend. That's what Big Bang is, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and also they were starting to get grown and sexy a little bit. So I'm here for that as well. Mm-hmm. That video was kind of leaning toward like we're not crazy hip hop boys, we're not sad, sad boys at the club. Yeah, That's for cool. me. So this is I was a Big fan already now by then, right? So mm-hmm. this was actually my first Korean comeback. Uh, mm-hmm. I did experience some of the Japanese stuff, the solo stuff, but you know, it's not the same hype at mm-hmm. all. Um, <laughs> the, I remember the hype was crazy because I, I by that point I was kind of you know looking at like the online buzz and everything, and uh-huh. and yeah, it was an exciting time. Um, and you know, the second those synths started and you hear that crowd noise, you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> the I think too. I think it's cool. You know, they did the music video in Vegas, yeah. and they're not really doing much, but they're just their star quality and confidence is just mm-hmm. emanating out of them. Like it, yeah. it's it's kind of awesome that their charisma is just, just increased so much through the years. Um, and yeah, I love the distorted hook. Ta-da. <laughs> that effect is cool. The waveform um, of your hand is amazing. And, you know, like all great songs, like you mentioned, the lyrics are actually quite sad. For yeah. some reason, that always works. Yeah. We like to dance the pain away, you know? Hey. <laughs> crying in the club. Yes, know? crying in the club. <laughs> the EP would eventually get a re-release as the album Big Bang Special Edition, including the rock-tinged single Love Song. <laughs> the rising popularity of the group and k-pop in general worldwide the group went on to win best worldwide act at the 2011 mtv europe music awards which is a rare opportunity for k-pop to shine on a global stage and also where gd was supposed to introduce the group in english but instead spoke korean with an american accent really with an american (laughs) accent he goes, Annyeonghaseyo. Yeah, Taeyong yeah, started laughing. He was supposed to speak in English, and he started speaking Korean with like a very flat American English, full American accent. They think it was American accent because, I mean, it wasn't like, Annyeonghaseyo. It wasn't like that. It was like, Annyeonghaseyo. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> it was really funny. I do remember funny. that happening, though, because I think that was a, was that like a fan voted thing? Um, yes, I but I remember so. like fans really came together for that. Like it was like this is the first mm-hmm. time we're gonna get Big Bang something like somewhere else, and right. that was yeah, that was awesome. Right. Um, it was so yeah. Even though the group was doing extremely well, 2011 mm-hmm. did actually bring about a couple scandals as well. Mm-hmm. So leader G Dragon was charged for smoking marijuana, which is illegal mm-hmm. in Korea. And there was also a sad incident where member Daesung was involved in a car accident in which a motorcyclist died. And though he was cleared of any charges, he did take a break from the public eye as well. Mm-hmm. But finally, in 2012, the group beat their own pre-sale record yet again with the announcement of the EP Alive, featuring three singles, Blue. Bad boy. Bad boy. 
Fantastic Baby. Wow. Fantastic Baby. All three of which charted impressively with huge YouTube numbers. The music video for Fantastic Baby was the most viewed K-pop video for years until the record was broken in 2018. And with the growing popularity in the U.S., the EP charted at number 150 on the Billboard 200, the first Korean artist to even hit the chart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. This was such an awesome time to be a Big Bang fan. Um, mm-hmm. It was just so exciting because you could feel the recognition coming. Like you could, you could feel like new people coming on every day and discovering them. And it's kind of awesome that YouTube really is what made it happen, you know? Um, and you know, this whole album is fantastic, pun intended. (laughs) Every track, including the three singles is perfect. And it really shows the diverse strengths of the group. You know, we get the sentimental mid tempo with blue, the swag with bad boy. And then the fun and craziness of Fantastic Baby. Like, if you, I feel like all three of those songs, if you showed that to someone, I feel like that would actually be a great representation of Big Bang. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at, this, at that point, it would have been like honed. It wouldn't have been like Jigaboo hip hop with the bad boy. So bad boy was like the nice, cool hip hop. And then you had, like you said, with Blue. Blue sounded like a Chevy commercial, if I'm not mistaken. There was a whole <laughs> thing. No, seriously, there was a whole thing. There's a commercial for either Chevy or some American car brand that had a very similar guitar riff. It was oh. so funny. It might be one of those things where, like, it wasn't Splice that was released at the time, but there's definitely a looping uh, thing that producers use. It happens, y'all. So yeah. don't don't scream plagiarism every five seconds. I'll mm. say that. Uh, and then Fantastic Baby. A Fantastic Baby is now literally the cement, the cemented sound of YG. All that chanting y'all hear, that's... That's 21. That's Big Bang. And it's definitely present in this song, the whole structure of this song. If you if you really want to go there, you are welcome, children uh, of fans of Blackpink and, and, and Icon and Treasure, that whole chanty thing, the whole EDM rapping. It's them. Um, and I think that if Facebook and uh, YouTube weren't the only huge social media being utilized at the time, the boys would have like completely took over twitter completely taken over Instagram because you know with all the hashtagging and such and even back to what you were saying about the the emas with them being one of the first acts to do that on a foreign stage i mean how many years later you get bts doing it because of a fan voted uh award show Mm -hmm. so i again i think if they were given that opportunity maybe just shift the, the, the social media back or shift them forward i don't yeah. know but just timing of life and such and it's crazy how they were kind of touching bases with like american artists like well i am florida and i think that gd and pharrell even kind of connected a little bit because he was like i love this man he's like one of my favorite artists um so it's just this era was visually and sonically most of the i iconic that we have ever seen in k-pop and i don't mean like in the twitter way i mean like snl running man and variety show referencing things iconic yes gd seaweed hair uh uh, the kids still cover fantastic baby to this day and the album was good like with singles not Mm -hmm. singles b-sides like bingo bingo and ego being the ones i love to sing they're not like amazing but they weren't bad either like i was like yeah let's get into it side note i'm a little i'm a little sour that bad boy as y'all can see my hat bad boy was filmed i think in brooklyn and i was at school like a lady i mean they, there weren't fans there i don't think you would have seen anything anyway 
let me let me have my listen fans will understand y'all when they come here and you're just right there like i can hop on a train and be held you know a mile away just the idea of being able to go is it feels good and i was at school you know mm-hmm. so let me have this let me have the sadness a little bit sure <laughs> the tracks you mentioned bingle bingle at ego were actually on the re-release of the ep which was mm-hmm. uh still alive mm-hmm. um and the lead single was monster And the group also went on an extensive world tour in partnership with Live Nation, taking them to the U.S. and Europe. And they were actually the first K-pop group to headline an arena tour outside of, I guess, Asia at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, I did go to the tour. For those of you who can't see me, I am wearing the t-shirt from it, uh, Mm -hmm. which I did not buy. I won because I got like second place in a a cover contest Mm -hmm. for Bad Boy. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to the music, though, what did you think of Monster? Oh, Monster was a little dry, honestly. Oh, but I will say again, I appreciate that they're leaning. They were leaning more toward artistic um, independence and artist being more artistic visually. Uh, like, I mean, Fantastic Baby, you could see them being all styled and whatnot and cool. But I mean, how could you forget Young's permed hair? He had two croissants on his head. Um, his hair was like this large, <laughs> like, st- like steroid version of all the Mohawks he's had in the past. Like he just absorbed all their energy, became like perfect cell version of his Mohawk. Um, <laughs> and who could forget GD's blonde bob and his little devil boy look and then of course platinum day song in a harness i will never let that go but the song is eh, not a monster sonically either but you know it did what it had to do it yeah so- i agree i remember being quite underwhelmed by this song when it came mm-hmm. out and yes also that all i remember about it is actually the music video <laughs> but uh, this is another one that's grown on me quite a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I think the chorus is actually yeah. quite fun to sing along to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting what time does, right? It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, all right. So the group went on to win Artist of the Year yet again at the Mama mm-hmm. Awards, among many other awards. But with G-Dragon experiencing some writer's block, the group went on a hiatus yet again for a few years, though the media was still having a bit of a frenzy. Mm -hmm, For sure. I mean, I remember this time. Remember Sungri had gotten into a bit of a scandal when a woman claiming to have had a one-night stand with him had sent photos of him asleep to the Japanese media. And also he was caught kissing another woman, but they were saying it was for a drama. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, side note, at that time, celebrities were getting caught doing a lot of interesting things back in the day. I mean, but life. also it's like, Ugh. of course they're all having one night stands with random people. They're just That's like That's my point. Guys. Like everyone was doing yeah, Everyone like, was doing it. Oh, but yeah. you know, you won't, you won't see that happening now. That's a whole cancellation. So, yeah. I, so although I'm not, I don't really approve of the whole shock 
I think it was a lot more lenient. Um, but yeah, anyway, finally in 2015, the group made their comeback and spread it out through the year with the album Made being released in four parts, M, A, D, and E, each made up of two singles, kind of going back to what they did in the past and also introducing this new concept of like, uh, what, I guess a... A, not a not an anthology, but like a collection of albums, which is yeah. Well, I think it's kind of, it's kind of cool because it's almost like you're releasing a ton of singles just in yeah. succession with no real break, and then the album ends up just being a greatest hits because exactly. every single every song was a single. Again, setting again setting trends. Yeah. Who else has done that since? We're waiting for it. We're waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this album had a lot of inspiration from all types of music genres, from hip-hop to rock to trap, showcasing the group's diverse talents and the genius writing of G-Dragon and longtime collaborator Teddy. So after a couple months of constant releases, the full album was released in December 2016, and the group continued its trend of breaking records so there's a lot of title tracks to talk about so um let's just talk about some of our favorites and some of the most notable ones um Mm -hmm. i will say in general though it is interesting because i think because we had these hiatuses Mm -hmm. even they're actually so much older than a few songs ago already so you can really hear that like the songs all sound just a bit more adult and, and they sound more confident more experienced and just yeah, I think there's like a nice kind of effortlessness that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of permeates through the whole thing and through the rest of their discography after this as well. It's almost right. like we know our sound, we know, we we know what we like, and and this is what we're gonna do. And you can take it or leave it, and we know it's good. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I would say "Bang Bang Bang" is probably the biggest song from this era. I think it's kind yeah. of a part two of Fantastic Baby almost uh, uh, with another very iconic music video and yes. also featuring the amazing Paris Goble as well. So yeah. what do you think of Bang Bang Bang? This song reminds me of a song by Hurricane Chris called A Bay Bay. And it was just funny for those who don't know, either you're too young or again, if you're again, Hurricane Chris was very much not not Chris here. Uh, Hurricane Chris was a, a very much black famous. But mm. you know the song A Bay Bay. A bay bay. So the car- the comparisons were drawn quite a bit. Um, to say that you don't hear it again, no offense to anyone, but like everyone heard it, who, who oh, yeah. knew the song. Mm. Uh, so instantly, just because it's typical and familiar doesn't mean it's bad. I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in typicality and familiarity making things sound good. So I liked it. I thought it was great. And I remember Paris uh, Gobel getting. Uh, almost getting defended on Twitter because they were like, oh my God, this, this woman of color is on a leash. It was her idea. And that scene with her and GD, and he, she's on, that's probably one of the best scenes in that video. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the energy of them just standing there. You know, Taeyong is sitting there on a, on a car, in a truck, just kind of dancing. Of course, he's going to dance with yeah. his pink hair. I love, I love a good man in pink hair. Like, they just all looked really good. Uh, any controversy that came from it, everyone was like, forget it. The song is really good. Move on. Like, it's just... It's one of those songs I get covered again still to this day. And it's not just iconic, like, oh my God, it's so good. Twitter's, you know, Twitter stand saying it. It's like, how many years later it still can hold its own? Oh, like, yeah. A bunch of other songs. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's, it's aged well. I think, I think someone could release yeah. it now and it would be fine. 
mm-hmm. in its current form. Like you wouldn't even That's need like to a change anything. Cry. Yeah. The, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. oh man. Like it's so awesome. Freddie Mercury and Lady Gaga and some rapper had a baby and made this song. It's just very much just like ah! mm-hmm. it's very war cry, but also like war cry in the club. So I'll take it. Yes. And the other songs were good too. Like, oh I have to say, I have to say, I like bang bang bang. But my favorite song from this era is definitely Bebe. Loser. And, and 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 even though gd and top haven't really done like any duo stuff since like gd and top that 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 album that they did together judder love those three for sure Sure. Yes. The other ones, of course, I like, but like these ones, I'm always like, play them. Instantly. Yes. I remember people even really excited that GD and Top were finally going to do a unit song again because it yeah. had been so long. Yeah. I would say some of my favorites. I love If You. I love a good boy band ballad, and this one's a good one for sure. Yeah. Um, and sober. And and F it as well. And I'm gonna get down. I love you. And I'm gonna get down. I love you. And I'm gonna get down. I love you. Well, I wanna get down. I think those two for me yeah. are very good sing along songs um (laughs) which i love you know and uh yeah it's just kind of awesome that they that they were able to put together such a strong group of tracks because there really isn't i mean some songs are better than others but i don't think there's any duds here honestly no not at all not at all sheesh definitely not And you know what's interesting? I think on Taeyang's uh, White Night tour, he actually did uh, Last Dance by himself. Oh. So it's like, even though it was one of the songs that like didn't really get that much like, I guess recognitions. VIPs appreciate songs like this, so they they're not just catering to like the general public. They remember that they have fans that that have been with them since the beginning, and they still write to them. So I love that about them. So yes, those 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 songs were the bomb dot com. I just gotta say, um, and also. Also, shout out to Cheyenne the Geek, because I remember during this time, people were talking about cultural appropriation a lot more. Like that word had finally become like a really like a serious buzzword on on Twitter. And people were saying, well, how can one be a rapper and how can one, you know, embody hip hop without dressing the way dressing in that style? And Cheyenne said, look at top for Bebe. He's rapping in a cowboy hat. So this era was definitely one of those like ones that really stood out to me because of that, because they stopped 
dressing up in costumes, doing the whole, well, this artist inspires me, so I'm going to put darker makeup on my skin. Like, they left all that behind to finally be themselves and present in a way that's really respectable. And with all those years that had finally had passed, the group celebrated its 10th anniversary in 2016 with another global tour. And it was announced that Top would enlist for his mandatory military service at the start of 2017. The rest of the group toured in Japan without him before the rest of the group announced their enlistment dates. And though Top had started his military service, news about him came out about smoking marijuana on multiple occasions and shortly after confessing he was rushed to a hospital due to a drug overdose which he had since revealed was a suicide attempt mm. um, and it was definitely a tough time because around this time a name i will not mention of a woman who has made it her career to expose a lot of celebrities also kind of put his name in the dirt a little bit. I'm not going to go into like explicit detail about her name because I will not give her a platform. But yeah, this was really unfortunate. Um, and I feel so bad for mm. him and the fans. And it's interesting how his battle with mental health has now even become something that he cited as a reason for his decisions with the group and the kind of music he's made, right? But in a more positive light, it was announced in December 2017 that Taeyang was getting married in February 2018 and then after that a month after that <laughs> the group released the single Flower Road in March 2018 which was a farewell to the fans ahead of a long hiatus and the song was the group's 10th number one on the Kion Day digital chart excuse me and number one on the Billboard World Digital Songs chart <laughs> It's a nice track. Uh, I wouldn't say it stands out particularly. I don't think it's as good as the, tr the tons of tracks we just got uh, in the previous project. But I think it has a nice message of kind of telling the fans to keep going on with their life, you know, and then we'll meet you on, you know, the next part of the path where we cross. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, for me, I don't think that they do <laughs> sad very well. Like Really? Think about this for a second. Like when it comes to just straight up, no EDM tinge, no synths, it gets almost like, I wouldn't say they don't do it well, but it turns into this thing where it's like not as impactful for a lot of people unless you're a fan, right? Mm. Which goes back to what I was saying about appreciating that they do cater to their fans. But Flower Road isn't a song that people typically cite as this is why, you know, I'm a fan of this group or which is so interesting. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm just like, dang, maybe me saying that they don't do sad. Well, is not the right word, but compared to the other songs that they had that were sad, but yeah. had like a very mid tempo or up tempo kind of feel. It's almost like, Hmm, them saying goodbye. They're not good at it. They're not good at saying goodbye. That's what I meant to say then. I'll put it like that. Um, and unfortunately, um, in March, 2019, uh, more bad news would come to the group. So it was announced that member Sungri would leave the group and the entertainment industry as a whole due to the Burning Sun nightclub scandal. So for those of you who don't know, this was this is still probably the biggest scandal that has hit K-pop ever. 
mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't just Sungri involved. It ended up being a lot of K-pop artists uh, mm-hmm. involved. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, though, for Sungri, he is one of the owners of Burning Sun, which uh, which was, I don't know, probably not still around, right? Uh, <laughs> which uh, was a nightclub. And in November 2018, details emerged about the clubs dealing with prostitution, sexual assault, drugs, mm-hmm. and even police corruption. Yes. After yeah. denying the accusations, Sung Ri went to court after more evidence was revealed, showing that, you know, it wasn't just him. You know, it was a lot of people. There were right. chat logs that came out um, right. showing people sharing Videos information and, and photos. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, no. Anyway, after many years of deliberation, his case finally concluded this year, January of 2022, when he was finally sentenced to a one-year-and-a-half prison sentence, which was reduced from the original three-year sentence, and also a very large fine with charges including not just prostitution mediation, but also illegal money transactions, embezzlement, and other business crime violations. Throw his butt under the jail. Throw it all under the jail. Him and the rest of them, including Roy Kim, who sit there and did like an advocacy thing for like girls. I, y'all, I don't play by essay. I do not play by essay at all. Um, mm. So throw, throw them all under the jail. Um, I don't think one year is enough time. And it's such a shame because the group, the group has always been very much like, we all know Big Bang. We all we can see all the like, Daesung is delight in Japan because everyone loves him. Taeyong is who he is. They call him God Bay because the boy sings so well. Top has his acting. GD is the sound of the group. Who was Sungri in the group, right? So a lot of, I think in the beginning, he really did feel like the maknae. Like he was, he was little Sunghyun and Top mm. was big Sunghyun. He didn't have a, a an image essentially. Like he was maybe trying to figure it out. And I remember the group members mentioning a couple times, like he's always by himself. We'll go out and he'll be with friends. And we tell him like, watch your back. Don't trust these kinds of people. And I mean, he was the guy, who, he wanted to be the one that was the businessman with the business ventures. He has more than just Burner, Burning Sun under his belt when it comes to businesses. And it sucks that he was into the seedy underbelly of it all. He was a freaking slime ball. Mm. I mean, he. there were some other things that he has said and done in the past. I kind of let go because they weren't, like, affecting people on, like, a large scale like this, mm. um, which makes it super unfortunate. Uh, uh, I don't even think the group really acknowledges him at this point. Like, they stopped. Oh, they can't. Time, you you know? know? Yeah. Which is heartbreaking because it's like, what a way to lose a brother because they've known each other for how many years, right? So I just – it's unfortunate for them. But you know what? Justice has been served. I wish more justice would be served to this man. But how do you feel about it? Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, this was horrifying stuff that came out. Um, very sorry to all the victims. And, and I'm yeah. glad, like you said, justice has has been served, at least mostly, right? I think there's still a few people that maybe didn't get the sentences that they deserved. Um, but I will say, having worked in the music industry here in the West, and I, I know people on the business side in parts of Asia as well, the entertainment industry is a very shady business. Um mm. I have, no, I haven't done anything on my own, but I, I've heard of, I know about many things that have happened, um, mm-hmm. both business-wise and otherwise, uh, that are just very shady and, and people get away with it because they're in, you know, all these people are in powerful positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very disappointing that Sungri took part in all of this. Um, yeah. 
And honestly, I'm, I'm really jaded at this point. So I assume every celebrity is a terrible person unless told otherwise. So yeah, what's it? pain in the butt. And he was the only one out to at the time. Everyone else was serving. But luckily, the remaining four members did complete their military service in 2019. And then it was announced that at the start of 2020, right at the start of 2020, Big Bang was announced to perform at Coachella, mm. finally, you know, and it was supposed to happen in the US. But unfortunately, with COVID <clears throat> ruining all the VIP dreams, this ended up never happening. Mm. And uh, though all four members renew their contract with YG Entertainment, there was an announcement for a comeback. But after the pandemic hit, and all the buzz disappear, the group disappeared again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not yeah. happy about that. It's, it, I wish I wish we had knowledge of what would have happened if COVID never happened. I'm very curious mm -hmm. what they actually had planned because surely they weren't just going to perform at Coachella, right? Surely right. there was a bigger plan in place. Yeah. Um, and that makes yeah. me really sad because I remember how excited people were. I think I remember there were people who booked it just to see them. Oh, that, yeah. Because, you know, that would have been amazing because i didn't mention it earlier but also their band live oh yeah Woo, i'm so good yes so for, good. for people who don't know the band that does play with um black pink is the band that has been playing with big bang for all these years so all the sound that you love mm. imagine it with mm. that fantastic baby with the mm. haru harus mm -hmm. with the bang bang bangs unfortunately it didn't happen yeah it's too bad it's too Dude. bad um, ah, but, you know, uh, a couple of years later, mm -hmm. in February 2022, YG Entertainment announced that Big Bang would make its long-awaited comeback, but it was also announced that member Top, or T.O.P., had ended his exclusive contract with the company, though was still a member of the group. Uh, but in interviews and a statement on a statement on Instagram later on, he did note that he felt he was at a turning point in his life and that his future in Big Bang was a bit murky. So, mm. um, yeah, the group released Still Life in April 2022. And we do have a full Is It Boppin' episode about our thoughts on this track, so definitely go check that out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that takes mm -hmm. us to present day. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's crazy. It started right. with a ton of momentum and then it kind of mm -hmm. just all faded away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, even the way I, I feel about the ending of this, this pop 101 feels very like unsatisfying. It's very somber. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, that's it. Mm. Again, they're not good at saying goodbye if they are trying to say goodbye. Like even with Flower Road, it's not a bad song, right? Same thing with Still Life. It's not a bad song. But it just doesn't, oh, but then again, it also doesn't feel that finite either. It just feels very much like, hang on, stick a pin in it. We'll mm -hmm. be back. They seem like the group out of every single K-pop group that that should have like a reunion tour. They seem like the types that would come back together. I yes. will say that. I agree. You know, like with Jet Skis coming back, HOT came, mostly Jet Skis coming back with like YG. Mm. It, it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, And now they, they've kind of like flushed out all the baddies. Uh, in the higher the executive level, they probably do have a better opportunity of actually coming back and releasing. Mm. But they definitely need to live their lives, you know? My man, 
um, has had a baby with my sister wife, um, Hyodin. Uh, Taeyang is now a daddy. So, mm. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to stay home with their family if they want kids, right? Um, top, as we mentioned, has mental health that he wants to focus on. He wants to, I think he mentioned that he wants to open his own company and think about well he's releasing his first solo album solo album right and he wants to kind of create an environment that was unlike what he experienced yes ah craziness actually Mm. um and with Daesung's Japanese stuff, he'll be fine. Yes. And in GD, he's a fashionista. He's trying to be Fenty. He's trying to be... Trying to be It'll be fun. interesting to see if he kind of does anything as a producer for current K-pop artists. I think for that sure. would be really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I think so, too. Because, yeah, we, we need a little... I think we need some GD back in the sound. Yeah, um, but we spent the whole week when preparing for this episode going through their discography again. So mm-hmm. what's a highlight for you that was not a single? So yes, going back to their alive, still alive era, I kind of already said it. It's like it's between ego and bingo, bingo. Mm. I like them both. I'll, I'll say bingo, bingo. I like that they don't take themselves too seriously like again these songs that i'm picking are like oh my god this is amazing but for me i just feel like oh this is a special place in my heart because this too is also good i like this so what about you what song do you like yes i actually had a hard time picking as well i was choosing between (laughs) the song fool and also the track a good man um and i will go with the latter So this is from the stand-up EP, and it was actually written by Top and Kush, mm-hmm. not by G Dragon. So I'm actually very excited for Top's solo stuff. I think he's an awesome writer. Yeah, um, he is. But I remember the first time I heard this song was actually watching one of their concerts on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they had a saxophone in there, a live saxophone, right, uh, mixed with this awesome acoustic guitar intro, and then they start with this beautiful harmonized chorus. And, you know, I love harmonies. Harmonies. So I was already like, this song is amazing. Um, <laughs> and luckily, the rest of the song is awesome, too. Like, Top and GD's, their, their verses are, are awesome. The groove is so good. Um, yeah. Very thoughtful lyrics as well. Very interesting lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is what I always point to um, for people when I introduce them to Big Bang. I include it with, with all, the, all the big singles as well. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Y'all, listen, he likes harmonies. And if the song has a harmony and it's actually good, take his advice. It's a good song. <laughs> also, Big Bang actually did do harmonies. Which is great. No, you're so yeah. right. Because in the beginning, they did, when they, oh my God, y'all, please, if you have time, look up Big Bang covering So Sick Neo. Oh mm. my God, their harmonies are trash. They got so much better. Yes, they've gotten <laughs> so much better since then, including yes. in A Good Man. Yes. Oh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> This class is dismissed. 
Leave us some comments and hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pops. And let us know what you think of Big Bang and who else you'd like for us to feature in this 101 series. Come join the crew at patreon.com slash CCTV Pops for some exclusive content. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and hit that notification bell. For our listeners, please give us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. Don't forget to check out our Big Bang playlists on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Chan. And we are CCTV. C to the C to the C.